Hey Gab, how's your reputation? Big reputation. Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Enchanted from Speak Now. I was enchanted to make you. And today, we are discussing Endgame from Reputation. And we cannot promise that we won't have any references from Marvel's Endgame in this podcast episode. Oh my god. (laughs) Endgame is the second track on Reputation. Reputation was released November 10th, 2017, and this song was co-written by Max Martin, Shellback, Ed Sheeran, and... Nevadius Wilburn, also known as Future. Endgame has been played live 56 times, all on the Reputation Tour, back in 2018. And she also performed it with Ed Sheeran three times in 2017 for some promo stuff, including Jingle Ball. The music video for Endgame was released January 12th, 2018, and it featured both Future and Ed Sheeran. The song reached 18 on the Billboard Hot 100, and it reached number two in Israel. Oh. I just found that very interesting. That is a very fun fact. Mm -hmm. So, Devin, what do you think about Endgame? Endgame's grown on me, I think. Like, we've talked about a lot with this album. Mm -hmm. The front half is a little jarring to people who have listened to Taylor's other music, because it doesn't sound really anything like her other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know that I found it a little jarring back in the day when it first came out. And I was like, wait a second, this is kind of really different, Mm -hmm. including the 1989 stuff closer to that. But still, like, 1989 was like, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. You know, and this was like a whole new thing. Yeah. Who even even knows what this was? Yeah, I remember when you first heard Ready For It. I remember, like, where I was playing it in my my old apartment. And you're like, I don't really get it. And now you're like obsessed with that song. So yeah, well, exactly. Kind of now that now that I'm here and we're in this, the first half of this album is so like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, it's this alter ego of Taylor, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. And and I I think it's really fun how she explores that and how mm-hmm. she writes songs from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And so many of her other albums are she writes songs about her experiences and this was i think kind of a really cool thing for her to be able to do in storytelling and character creation was you know this persona this reputation that she had that she was able to make that that blank space character the look what you made me do character like well the idea of how others see her the mm -hmm. media sees her Yeah, yeah it was like this and then to write in that perspective i think helped her you know, further down the line with, like, Evermore and Folklore and creating, you know, characters Mm -hmm. instead of things that are strictly autobiographical. Mm -hmm. This, in a sense, was autobiographical because this was how her perception was and how Mm -hmm. she was being perceived. Mm -hmm. Reputation precedes me. Because this song was so jarring to me in the first place was one of the other reasons why I was never invited to this concert. (laughs) But now... Which Devin likes to bring up. I, I bring it up a lot. A lot. And now it's good. Ed Sheeran and Future are awesome on this. Mm-hmm. Future's verse is really awesome. Ed Sheeran's verse is is great. I don't know. It's just like his rapping is just so funny to me. Mm. 
you know, I've been listening to Ed Sheeran for a while and I love his songs and and I just think it's a little goofy, you know, he's like this little English boy, mm-hmm. redhead kid rapping with the best of them and he and like they're great but it's just like you know he's yeah. so freaking talented like ed sheeran is wildly talented yeah, yeah. i've wanted he's to see such him a good for a while. yeah and then i love the slow down part of the i don't want to touch you i don't want to be mm. just another ex love you don't want to see mm. like that part like i love that that is just kind of a break in the whole thing mm-hmm. i think that that's the underlying theme of the song uh-huh and yeah. then there's all of the reputation stuff around it. Mm. And like, that's the moment that's like key. Mm-hmm. And then she comes back in with her amazing verse, mm-hmm. which is just like, I hit you like bang. And, <laughs> and everybody sings along to her verse. And I mean, it's just, it's so good. And now I, I love singing along to big reputation. Oh, and I heard <laughs> about me. Ooh, got some big enemies. Huh? Yeah. So this song has grown on me. It's, you know, not one of my favorites off of the album. I have a lot more on here that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a it's a good song. And it fits where it's meant to fit. And it does what it needs to do. When we get to talking about the music video, the music video is awesome. Yeah. So how about you? What do you what do you like about it? So I remember when this was released as the third single on Reputation, first third official single on Reputation, I was a little bummed because the album had already been released. So mm-hmm. we were all we knew the songs and we were like, okay, what's gonna be the next single? Right. And we had some songs that were on that album that I desperately wanted to see as a single as a music video mainly getaway car getaway car because it's just so clearly so visual like i could just see that music video and she created like you know a facsimile of that on the tour that little video Mm -hmm. proceeding when she performed getaway car but just imagine what we could have gotten and i think about still all the time such a tease and then also in terms of like songs from this kind of perspective and like earlier in the album i love i did something bad Mm, so i would have loved to seen that one as a single as Mm -hmm. well so i do remember that like i was just a little bit bummed when this came out as the third single Mm. and then the music video when i first saw it i was like oh like they're just like hanging out like i love like a taylor narrative music video like a blank space kind of music video obviously as we talked about though it didn't stand out to me at first, because Reputation just had so much I loved on it, it's really grown on me over time. And, like, from the fandom and, like, you know, my perusing our Instagram and our feed, I feel like many don't agree and don't like this song. Hmm. But I really love the rapping and the verses on it. Sure. I definitely think the first time Taylor rapped, it was definitely, like, surprising. Sure. But I love it. Like, I love Ready For It, because that was the first one on the album that we heard where she was, like, rapping. And I love it on this one. And I, I think for me, I also, I'm such like a lyrics person that you add more in and just there's more to explore. There it is. More to learn. It's really hard to get these raps down as we've learned this week as we've been singing these songs and like little parts <laughs> have been coming into our head. It's hard to learn, but that makes it fun to sing and fun to sing in totally. the car and to learn. Totally. And every time I even like studying the song for this, I discovered new things that I didn't know oh, yeah. from just listening to it. That's, like, really cool, and I I think that the rapping is, like, it's very quick, it's witty, it's super smart. I definitely think it's, you know, a little on the nose when it comes to the idea of reputation, Mm -hmm. because they literally are just saying reputation. (laughs) Like, you heard about me, like, I have some big enemies. My reputation precedes me. Yeah, but it totally works in the narrative. Mm -hmm. It's singing about what the album is about. 
I would say in a lot of ways almost that this is a title track in a lot of ways, even though it's not. Sure. If that makes totally. any sense. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it starts with big reputation. Yeah. Like, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think it's fun. And there are just like some fantastic one-liners in this song. Yes, there are. And like some of Taylor's best one-liners. So I'm going to shout out two I really love. Obviously, though, these aren't my favorite line in the song because that comes later. Of course. I love, like absolutely love. Reputation precedes me. They told you I'm crazy. I swear I don't love the drama. It loves me. Oh, so good. I remember hearing this for the first time and my jaw just like dropping at how sassy and on point it was. I was like, yes, girl. And in the music video, she gives that little wink. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so spot on. <laughs> I swear I don't love the drama. It, it loves me. Wink. So <laughs> good. I mean, just like epic line. So good. And then I also really love in Ed Sheeran's verse... And I I like his verse. I think it's actually one of my favorites, which I also think is an uncommon opinion. I Mm. think most people feel like you do, where they're like, Ed rapping's kind of funny, but he's good. And I'm like, this is great. It's really good. (laughs) No, I mean, mean, his rapping is amazing. It's just that who he is. I mean, Ed Sheeran is just a goof. And so, like, when he raps, you're just kind of like, aw. Yeah, but it's really good, and I love his accent in the rap. I find this, it's so entertaining. But I love the line... Even when we'd argue, we don't do it for long, and you understand the good and bad end up in the song. Mm -hmm. I think that's so great, and I love when songwriters discuss their songwriting in their songs. Absolutely. I think it's, like, it's brilliant. And that line, when we met on the 4th of July... Yeah. Like, oh, he's, so good. he's so great. I got stuff about that in Gossip Gab. Quick uh, side note here is that, so all three of them have a lyric that includes the reputation and preceding me. Yeah. It's interesting because Future's verse mm-hmm. says, I got a reputation girl that don't precede me. And so he's the only one that has a reputation that he doesn't care about what came before. Mm. The other two... Taylor and Ed say that a reputation precedes me. They tell me I'm crazy or or his is um, reputation precedes me in rumors. I'm knee deep. Mm-hmm. The truth is it's easier to ignore it. Believe me, mm-hmm. which may or not may be my favorite line. It's really good. You know, I would think that future would also his verse would also say that my reputation precedes me, but he doesn't. Well, and think, so maybe he's not worried about his reputation. I think it's the idea of each of them grappling with the idea of their reputation and processing it in very different ways. So maybe he knows what his reputation is and he's cool with that. Yeah. And I read like in some articles that like Future had some different kind of like beefs with different people or um, other rappers in the industry or whatever. And that that was just kind of like that's like kind of a thing as part of that industry. And it's kind of it like is that, that is that what kind it of is. Reputation. Yeah. Interesting. I like, though, that it's like there are such three different artists, mm-hmm. but they all still Speaking grapple with this idea reputation. or how people perceive them mm-hmm. versus their reality. Totally. I thought that's really cool. Yeah. Devin, do you relate to this song? Nope. <laughs> I do not relate to this song. <laughs> I think that the, the one time that my reputation has ever preceded me was when I was in high school, the drama department. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the only time my reputation... Maybe my reputation wasn't so great. Oh. I was a ladies' man, as we've talked about prior mm. on this yes. podcast. So if I could do a time heist, like in Endgame, I would go back and I would maybe change that a little bit. But well, no, I think you had to be the way you were for everything to end up the way it did. I suppose. I think that way. One single thread of gold tied you to me, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But like in Endgame, you know, they go and they change the past a little bit, but they still have some of the same future. 
But I feel like when it comes to relationships, I'm very much a part of that narrative. You are. So I wouldn't want that to change. Let me be a part of the narrative. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you we were going to be having Hamilton references in this too. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I need, I need all of that in the past to, you know, make me who I am today. But then once, you know, I got into like real life and, and real theater and real work and whatever my reputation was really good Mm -hmm. and so my reputation i don't think has ever been called into question no and i also don't think it was probably as bad as you kind of remember in high school because you still have professors or i guess they're called teachers who really like you and like think fondly of you yes yeah and then you know like you are my end game Mm -hmm. so so there's that yes there you go (laughs) so we're in the end game now baby yeah we are three months till wedding <laughs> how about you do you really you kind of already took my line but i said i Darn was saying <laughs> though i want to be your end game Ooh. i don't directly relate to this song there's one lyric though that reminds me of another song that i really love and connect to so oh. i'm gonna connect in that way okay okay so the line i can't let you go your hand prints on my soul always reminds me of the line from for good in wicked where Alphaba sings, so much of me is made of what I learned from you, and you'll be with me like a handprint on my heart. Oh. Right? I, I always think of it when I hear that. I know this is goofy, but it's true. And so when I first saw Wicked and heard For Good, this line just like really stuck with me. And it has yeah. all these years later, like 18 years later or something crazy like that. And I love the idea that like, you know, people in our life that we love help shape us and form us into who we are. And in some ways are always with us because of that. Yeah. So it's the imagery of someone you love leaving a handprint on your heart or handprint on your soul that I think is just really beautiful. And I feel that way about people in my life. Yeah. So I really love that line and I connect to it in that way. That's really nice. I will always be a wicked stan. (laughs) Always. Always. Wow. Three pop culture references. I know. Well, Endgame has a lot in it. It does. You know? So it does. I think that's kind of part of it. As we mentioned earlier, Endgame was released as the third official single off Reputation. The music video came out on January 12, 2018. Joseph Kahn directed the oh, music video. Our as guy. He, yeah, you loved Joseph our Kahn. Guy, He's Joseph very Kahn. talented. As he did all of Taylor's videos during the Reputation era and most of them during the 1989 era. And the video shows Taylor partying with Future in Miami, Ed Sheeran in Tokyo, and London, and then, like, other miscellaneous friends that we aren't credited yeah. in London. Devin, what do you think about this music video? It, it's an awesome music video. Like, mm-hmm. Joseph Kahn, we've talked about him before. I mean, he is the genius behind these movies. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're just so, so good. I love each take on, like, what the world might think Taylor was doing in her free time. Mm-hmm. Like, partying on this yacht in Miami, just, like, with all of these, like, dancers and, like, getting wasted and just, like, being a crazy person, like, that's her reputation, Mm. you know? And then, you know, future in this, like, wild car, that car, like, $250,000 car or whatever, and the two of them are just like, yeah, we're cruising through Miami in this car, like, that's (laughs) totally what we do. This alter ego like i said before is just so fun Mm -hmm. for me and and yet it like wasn't for her like that that's the thing is that like she wanted to take 
that image that people had of her and just like make fun of it herself so that it didn't hurt as bad. Well, she reclaimed the narrative, you know, right. she, she took this very, very painful time in her life and yeah. said, you know what? I'm going to make art from this. Yeah. My fans are going to be there for me, which, you know, was a gamble, but obviously we were there for her. Obviously. And then she also like had so much fun playing with the idea. Totally. And that's like so cool to see and redeeming and like yeah. empowering. And it's just like a big middle finger to mm-hmm. all of the haters who are going to hate, hate, hate. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I love the scene in the club in Tokyo, mm-hmm. uh, the karaoke and the Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. It's just so great. It's so good. And, and Ed Sheeran is just such a goof. And it's so awesome. And then, you know, they have the nice little house party mm-hmm. in, in London. And and it is. It, it's it's three separate images of, like, what people might think she's doing. But I feel like the last image is kind of the closest to, like, what Taylor mm-hmm. actually does. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, she's, she seems like a homebody. Mm-hmm. She seems like a total, like, you know wants to nerd out and goof out at mm-hmm. home and like like us you know and yeah well and i also think being so famous oversaturated makes the home a safer place Absolutely. too yeah. for those things yeah yeah so i i just love all of those and i i love how they go between you know looking at the camera and giving like little asides you know and, like, like the winks, winks yeah. and the things of saying like oh this is a line you should definitely listen to joseph khan's really good at that mm. like really pulling out the lines that the artist the tailor the ed and future like they want you to actually pay attention oh to. that's cool so when you look at it like they say something and they like they look or there's like a glasses thing yeah or he's he's brilliant like jo- i can't say enough about joseph Kind of, I can't wait to talk about Out of the Woods. Like that music video is yeah, just so good, just so and ready for it. The ready for it music video is also so good. But and we've already gone over Blank Space, which is just one of the best, the best. Mm-hmm. So, do you like the music video? Yeah, I think it's just really fun. It's like vibrant and colorful, and there's just like so much going on, so much to look at. I especially love her fashion during the video, mm. and especially, I mean, this whole era really. It's like edgy yet glittery and there are these like big jackets and it's just so fun and also like so cool all the different locations like Mm -hmm. i feel like taylor's like okay i want to go to these three locations and see them and do something fun there yeah totally yeah i just think it's a feast for the eyes like there's just like so much going on like you have to watch it more than once Mm -hmm. and she just looks so freaking gorgeous in it in 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 every every outfit yeah yeah it's just like, oh, I love her. I also just love all like the silly, fun little things interspersed in, like the shot of like the bulldog. Yeah. And like there's like a cat in the background in one shot. And the and... French fries and like there's so many weird little things. Yeah, it was funny, you know, behind the scenes video. Ed Sheeran made a joke. He's like, Oh, we missed a shot where we could have done when I sing chips on both my shoulders. We should have put the chips on my shoulders, like in referring to the French yeah. fries. <laughs> So cute. Uh, so um, good. I have some fun facts about oh, the video. A couple okay. little Easter eggs, as they call them. Okay. During the Tokyo portion of the video, Taylor can be seen sipping on a juice box, which is a great shot. The Japanese on the juice box translate into English as endgame. Oh, okay. Also in Tokyo, writing on three of the four billboards that can be seen feature lyrics from endgame written in Japanese, and then the fourth translates to Meredith and Olivia, which were her cat's How names at the she? time. Yeah. How dare she? Benjamin Button wasn't born yet, so don't be uh, offended for amazing. him. 
She would. Yeah. Oh, she's so amazing. So cute. This one's kind of silly. When Taylor sings the line, here's the truth from my red lips, which is really an iconic Taylor line. In the visual, she's not wearing red lipstick. And Joseph Kahn explained, when Taylor sings truth from my red lips, her lips are nude because I think it means her lips that sang the red album. (laughs) And I think that's a really silly take. And I think that that was a miss. Her lips should have been red. totally a miss. I feel like it was like a oops. Or is it, like, the idea that, like, the, her reputation is that she always has red lips, but she actually doesn't? Like, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like she should have been wearing red lipstick. In the scene that's in the pub where they're all, like, cheersing, Taylor's dancers were actually bouncing along to silence. There's no music playing. Oh, wow. She had the truck in, like, little buds in her ears, mm-hmm. so she was, like, mouthing and singing along as they're filming, and then the dancers were all just, like, pulsing. Oh. When you watch it, it looks like they're dancing yeah. to the music. In that same London scene. Taylor's seen sitting on a bar playing Snake on a handheld game console, which is reference to her reputation as a snake Mm -hmm. uh, during the Taylor Swift is over party. And then snakes are also referenced in one of the Tokyo scenes where Taylor rides a motorcycle in a snakeskin patterned bodysuit. And there was apparently when the Taylor Swift is over party happening and everyone's like calling her a snake and whatnot, there was apparently some, I want to say famous like makeup person, celebrity kind of thing who said something about like, I want to wear Taylor Swift's skin like a snake skin or something like stupid like that. I got the quote wrong, but this is a call out to that as well. All of the London locations, you were kind of pointing to this earlier are allegedly places that she had been with with joe while they were dating undercover Ooh. um yeah so like some of the like a uh, little like the food stand and some of like the bar areas or places she had maybe gone to with joe oh and then the main part of the london section takes place during this house new year's eve party which really like is kind of a easter egg to the song new year's day and like the meaning that that holiday meant for her and joe oh yeah me. i like kind of yeah you got that there out. yeah i was getting there I think also an important note is that the music video ends in London where Taylor has found her end game in Joe. And in the post-party scenes where Taylor is in like that big fancy closet wearing a bathrobe, mm-hmm. you see she is wearing her J necklace ah. from Joe, mm-hmm. claiming him as her end game and then referencing the lyric and call it what you want. I want to wear his initials on a train around my neck. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like all connected and there's all sorts of other reputation things in there. Easter eggs. Yeah. Oh, she's so awesome. Yeah. It's just like packed with stuff. And it's cool when a music video covers so much ground, she can sneak these little things in, Mm -hmm. which is what me is like. So I I just find it really fun. And you could watch it and find something different each time. Every time, yeah. Yeah. I love the billboard thing with Meredith Olivia. Yeah, isn't that cute? That's so cute. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So cool. Great music video. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Oh, for sure. Definitely watch it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, now we get to the segment of... Gossip. As we mentioned earlier, in the lyrics, the three different artists each rap about finding love amidst fame and gossip of their perceived reputations. The phrase endgame is a common term used in TV fandom that devoted shippers, which for those you don't know is like a term for relationship, ships, yeah, they use it to describe 
characters who are like destined to be together when the series ends. So shipping something is like, I want these two characters to be together. Right. End game is saying like those two characters are end game. So like for example, Ross and Rachel and on Friends are end game. That show ended. Spoiler gab. I think 20 years ago. I think they just had the reunion, right? Or was it 15? I think it was 20. So not a spoiler. Ross and Rachel are end game. Sorry guys. Oh, it's another example from a TV show. Hmm. Pam and Jim. Pam are and end Jim game. are endgame. Absolutely, Pam and Jim are endgame. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> that that ended a while ago too. Scarlet Witch and Vision. Endgame. End game. Absolutely, endgame. But who actually knows? Watch WandaVision. Watch guys. WandaVision. So good. It's great. Yeah, and I think that that term, like, that was such a big thing in TV fandom, and I feel like we've changed our thoughts on it based on like Avengers mm. and the Marvel sure. universe coming out. Future was Taylor's third rap feature on a song and fourth rap collab after she previously worked with B.O.B. on his song Both of Us, which we've already talked about on this podcast, Kendrick Lamar on Bad Blood, which we also, also. talked about, and T-Pain on Thug Story, which um, was a take on Love Story that they did for the CMT Music Awards. Oh, that's fun. It's so fun. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We have I have a recording for it, okay. right, so you can listen to it. Cool. It's not recorded and released, so technically we're not oh, going to be covering on this podcast. Maybe it. it's bonus content. In 2016, Taylor performed the future Drake collab Jumpman in an Apple Music commercial where she's running and falling on a treadmill. She's like singing along to this song. According to Billboard, the week that the commercial dropped, the song Jumpman became the week's top digital gainer. And it gained 194% in download sales. The power of Taylor Swift. Yes. And commercials. You know, people hearing a song they like. But it's believed that because of this and like Taylor choosing that song, that's why Future decided then to collab with her on Endgame. Gotcha. Because this was a collab at first. People were like, huh? But Taylor loves so many different musicians and admires them that she just reaches out to people that she likes. (laughs) And they're usually like... Yeah, let's collab. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a ton of exposure, you know? Yeah. Endgame was Taylor and Ed Sheeran's second collaboration and music video together Mm -hmm. after Everything Has Changed on Red. Which we're getting to soon. Yeah, both e-songs, which is interesting. And Endgame is the only song on Reputation that features guest artists. Interesting. Yeah. It's also interesting that we're talking about Ed Sheeran so much with the whole dress stuff and the shape of your body. Well, well, the reason the, the reason that people came up with that theory for dress is because she was collaborating with Ed, so much and you can't him. be friends with a guy. That's sarcastic, guys. Because <laughs> something may not have crossed. Um, You're right. You're they right. can't see my face. That's Gab sarcasm. Yeah. That's why, because she's, she's, you know, collaborating and, like, working closely with him. And enjoys working with him. Yeah, but they're so clearly They're good friends. Yeah. Yeah. In this song, Taylor says the word reputation 13 times. And I counted and double-checked that fact. She would. Yes. I love it. It's great. It's, it's, it's Taylor. She also returns to equating love and infatuation to the color gold with the lyrics, it's like your body is gold, which... I feel like it's probably the catchiest part of the song because you and I have been singing that part all week. The whole time. And how she sings it. It's like your body is gold. And it has has like a little bit of reverb on it. Mm -hmm. And it it just gives it this like, mmm, you know? Yes. Her whole whole verse is just so good. Yeah. It's it's like (laughs) popping. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, this is not fair. Taylor's also really good at rapping. Well, she's Come just on. good at words. She's just like, good. She's, yeah. 
yeah. She's extremely musically talented and inclined. In regards to the lyric, after the storm, something was born on the 4th of July, Sheeran explained that this lyric references starting his romantic relationship with Cherry Seaborn. Oh. Yes. The location where they officially got together was during one of Taylor's famous 4th of July parties in Rhode Island. About the song, Sheeran said, well, you see, it's kind of a play on words. There's a film with Tom Cruise called Born on the Fourth of July. Mm. So the story was I was at Taylor's party and then a girl I went to school with who's pretty cool ended up being in Rhode Island. She's like, I'm in Rhode Island. And I was like, (laughs) Taylor, can she turn up at your party? And Taylor was like, yep. And then here we are. (laughs) Sharon and Seaborn actually married in 2019 and they have a daughter together. Oh, my God. But yeah, I think this is a really cute story. And I love that. I love that. And that Taylor's kind of like part of their story. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. And I love that he then puts into a song. Like, I love the way he writes music as well in terms of like the personal parts of his life that he puts into his music. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's a great songwriter. Oh my God. He's such an incredible songwriter. Taylor also alludes to Ed Sheeran's first hit, The A-Team, in the lyrics, I want to be your A-Team. Though in his song, Sheeran was referencing a class A drug which is a class of drugs that are deemed to be the most harmful in the UK. Swift uses the phrase in a different context, saying she wants to be Joe's first pick. But it also seems to be a deliberate choice of words, given that she equates love to a drug later in the album, and like, don't blame me, which we talked about. You know, given that that was his first big hit, and she uses that phrase, it's not by accident. Yeah. And she's also wearing like a a shirt, I guess, that like references it too yeah. in one scene. Yeah, an A-team, like the TV show, you know, with Mr. T. I'm not familiar with it, but like, yeah, that's the name. Yeah. And then also like for anyone who's played like youth sports or travel sports, usually there's an A-team and a B-team <laughs> and they usually like play in different leagues. Who you, like who you're going to pick first. Yeah. So like or... she wants like Joe to be her first pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on the A-team in soccer. But I'm actually convinced that it's because my mom was a really good manager and I don't actually think that I was good enough to be on that team, but they liked my personality. <laughs> but I was on the A team in, in my my youth. You had really good spirit. That's what they always said. Yeah. I still do. One of the funniest theories that came out about Endgame was that Taylor had something to do with Avengers Endgame because its premiere date of Avengers Endgame happened to be the same date that Taylor released Me, which was her lead single off of Lover. And people assumed that that because this date coincided, (laughs) that Taylor either had a role in the movie, a bit part, or that she would have a song in In the the movie. movie. Because it was a coincidence that the date was the same and she already had done a song called Endgame. Right. So they thought it was like planned for years. Oh my God. (laughs) That Taylor was involved in Avengers Endgame. Oh my God. And the fact that the song that she released that day was me. Yeah. So it's like Endgame is about me. Or like it was me (laughs) that brought about Endgame. Yeah. She's like, she was on (laughs) Ellen talking about this and she's like, yeah, like it's like they expected me to like defeat Thanos. (laughs) I thought it was so funny. Really cute. And also it just shows, which like we're really in the throes of now, like Swifties clowning and coming Mm -hmm. up with these crazy theories. Totally. For those of you who don't know the term clowning, it's what the fandom calls when, you know, because Taylor gives us these Easter eggs and we do like to decode them. But when we go a little too far and she doesn't actually mean to leave hints about things, that's clowning. Um, So good. It's so goofy. But no, Taylor wasn't involved in Avengers Endgame. No. If they had asked, I bet she would have done a bit part. She loves appearing in movies. She probably would have been really great. Devin, what's your favorite line in Endgame? I am inevitable. I, uh, 
That's my favorite line. <laughs> my favorite line is, what is Gamora? My favorite line is, I already said it, Ed Sheeran's line, reputation precedes me in rumors. I'm knee deep. The truth is it's easier to ignore it. Believe me. Oh, so good. Wow. Really First good. of all, like how anyone can write raps and like make them coherent and everything is such an art form. It, it, it's, oh, it yeah. is so hard. Like yeah. I can't even imagine how hard it must be to come up with with lyrics like that and mm-hmm. then to put them rhythmically in a way that fit into the music mm-hmm. and, and fit into the meter and that makes sense. It's amazing. And they're like full sentences. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, boo you know? <laughs> like, but I mean, he's like, he's like, um, reputation precedes me in rumors I'm knee deep. The truth is it's easier to, see, I can't even do it. The truth is it's, it's easier to ignore it. Believe me. Yeah. Or something like that. So good. It's, it's so great. I love his rapping. It, it, he's, it's so good. That line is so good. It's just, it, it shows everything. And the truth is it's easier to ignore it. Like, mm. like you have this, this reputation. Everybody's talking to you about it. Like, how can you ignore that? Like, mm. but he's like, it's easier. Believe me. Instead of dealing with it or like facing that reputation head on, you know, mm-hmm. like if it's a bad rep, oh, crazy. What about you? What's your favorite line? I like that. My favorite line, and I think this is just such a good line. Are you gonna Are you gonna rap it? No, because I can't really think of the tune out of context for this one. You want to do it? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's and I bury hatchets, but I keep maps of where I put them in Taylor's verse, mm. which is. So Taylor, and that that that's a really that's such a quick line. And I better catch it in the game. So where I put them, yeah. So that's the line that like the first time you listen to the song, you maybe don't catch, but reading yeah. the lyrics, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. And it's just such an amazing way of saying I forgive, but I don't forget. Mm-hmm. And with Taylor, especially who is you know, especially like her teen years, my petty queen. The thing is, too, like, I swear I don't love the drama. It loves me. Like, just embracing the fact that sometimes you can feel a certain way about someone or hold a grudge or be petty. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's okay. You're human. And I love it. Like, I bury hatchets, but I keep maps of where I put them. Like, yeah, just in case. I will make peace with people. I will get over this. Like, I'll forgive people, but I'm never going to forget. I know where I where I buried that. Do you think she's Sicilian? I know she's not. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, like, I connect to this line i feel it so much it's beautiful and like that's me yeah i bury hatchets but i keep maps where i put them i do i forgive i don't forget sometimes i don't forgive and you know what that's okay (laughs) we we, yeah we've talked about this before sometimes it's okay sometimes you don't need to forgive yeah but it's such a great line and it's it's just so like like just the way it's phrased and how she did it it's beautiful Mm. I, I, I really, I love, I love the rapping. I think it's just so creative and how it all fits together. Like yeah. you were saying, it's a, such a different art form. Yeah. And they nailed it. From one to ten truths from my red lips. Ooh. What would you give this That's song? a good rating. Yeah, I like it. That's nice. I'm going to give it five. Oh. <laughs> You're talking so positively about this song. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give it five truths from my red lips. Okay. Just because, like, it's not my fave. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you know, there are moments of it that are great. I I don't go out of my way to listen to it. Mm. I just guess I'm not really. This is not your favorite. Not not my jam. Yeah, not my jam. I think most people agree with your take on it. But I will give her verse an eight. Okay. 
What about you? From <laughs> one to ten truths from my red lips. Ooh. What would you give this song? I'm going to give Endgame seven truths from my red lips. Okay. I think this song, uh, since the Reputation era, I think this song has grown on me because it's just so damn catchy. Like, And I just sing it all the time. So if it's that catchy, I think I like it. I love the rapping. I love trying to get the raps down. Mm-hmm. You do love raps. I do. I love trying to learn them. I like keep going until I get it. Yeah, I like, I, I think it's because I talk really fast you and do. my brain moves so fast mm-hmm. in terms of, but seven. Because <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, it's a fun song. I think it's a good song. I have a, you know, a huge special place in my heart for reputation. I just love it. It's still in my top half of Taylor songs, mm-hmm. I'd say. Okay. Keep listening along with us. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Yeah. Are you an Endgame lover? Ooh. Are you an Endgame hater? Oh. Are you also a Marvel fan? <laughs> Let us know all your thoughts. Be sure to uh, follow and subscribe wherever you are listening to this right now. And please leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. We would love it. We would love it so much. Next episode, we're going to be heading back to folklore. Yeah. We're talking about epiphany. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.